Welcome to the Crypto Law Podcast, where we bring you weekly audio blogs or discussion on the interplay between the law and all things crypto. This is a quickly developing area and we can't wait to have you along for the ride. Please remember that the information provided is the opinion of the presenter and is not legal or financial advice. With that, let's get started. Welcome to episode 12 of the Web3 Crypto and the Law podcast, where we bring you weekly content to keep you up to date on all things between the law, crypto, Web3, and the metaverse. Again, this is for entertainment purposes only and is not financial or legal advice. So with this episode, we're talking about pump and dump and now what? Your legal options if caught in a pump and dump. And so recently on September 30th, 2022, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, filed charges against Arbitrary Limited Crypto Bontics, Inc. I always get that wrong. I'm sure I mispronounced it. And their principals. We'll just call them the companies. For perpetrating an alleged pump and dump scheme involving a crypto asset called Dignity or DIG. As alleged in the SEC complaint, between May 2018 and January 2019, the companies issued announcements falsely claiming that Arbitrate had acquired and received titled to $10 billion in gold bullion. The companies intended to back each DIG token issued and sold to investors with $1 worth of this gold, and that an independent accounting firms had performed an audit of the gold and verified its existence. So really what they're claiming is we have this token and we have it backed by gold bullion. So don't worry, it's secure. The SEC complaint further alleges, though, that the gold acquisition transaction was a sham, and the sham was to boost demand for DIG. And because of this sham, the SEC is saying that $36.8 million of DIG token was sold at fraudulently inflated prices. Of course, I'm going to pay more for a token in a lot of cases, if it's backed by something. And so in this situation, people bought into the DIG token because the company was saying, look, the DIG token is secure, it's backed by gold. And so it's gonna be up to the course to determine if the companies did anything wrong, if it had this backing, if what they said was misrepresentation or not. That's gonna be up to the courts. But what this is a good reminder of is that in crypto and with all investments, rug pulls, pump and dumps, and other nefarious schemes do happen. And you as the investor need to know your legal options if you get caught up in one of these. And so with that being said, I wanna revisit my very first blog on the wild world of Web3 crypto and the law and discuss your legal options and what to think about if you're caught in a rug pull or a pump and dump scheme, all right? So what are your legal options if you're caught in in a pump and dump? Same thing works for rug pulls. And so your legal rights, timelines, options will vary based on where you live. And you should consult with a lawyer in in your jurisdiction, uh, as there could be time limits involved and and different things. But there are some general themes to consider if you are unfortunate enough to be stuck in one of these situations. The first question you need to ask is, do I know who the development team is? Do I know who's responsible for this token, this pump and dump, uh, this rug pull? And in the world of crypto investing, this can sometimes be a difficult question to answer as developers often hide between pseudoisms or refuse to disclose their identity. The trouble here is if you don't know who directed the scheme, who the directors of the the companies were, 
you can't pursue them for doing anything wrong, right? If if a token does a pump and dump, and you go on to look at who's who the the management team is, who the directors are, and it's a bunch of pseudoisms, or they're not revealing their identity, you can't pursue them, right? You have no legal recourse. So this is why before investing in any crypto project, you want to know who the development team is and do your research on them. Not only does this let you know if the team has experience in the space and if they're even going to be able to do what they're saying they're going to do, but it lets you know who to pursue if there is a fraudulent scheme, if there's a rug pull, if there's a pump and dump. And a corporate company is also going to help, but only to the extent you know who the directors of that corporation are. Right? If it's a corporation held by a corporation held by a corporation, you know, there's likely no assets there. You, know, you need to know who the people are. So if you are able to identify the development team responsible for the scheme, you then need to determine if you can take legal action against them. And this question is very fact dependent and you should discuss it with legal counsel, but again, some general principles apply. And so what you wanna look at here is what's the defense of that team going to be? And the defenses of any team accused of orchestrating a scheme will be, will be that they made a business decision to not pursue the project, that market conditions made the project untenable, that they were not obligated to keep funds in the project, and that they actually did have the funds to back the project, but that other factors caused it to crash. And although these, questions, these defenses may all be true to some extent, the real questions you want to ask to probe are, was it always the intent of the development team to orchestrate the pump and dump, to orchestrate the rug pull? Did the development team ever plan on actually delivering the product as advertised or at all? And if they said they did, well, let's see the roadmap, right? Let's see the documents that show, you know, this was your plan to get it done. It wasn't just a bunch of pump videos on YouTube. You know, another question, did the development team only misrepresent to investors the goals or intent of the project? But it's all well and good to go on to a, a video or a, a Twitter space and say, oh, the great thing it's going to do, but you need the team needs to have support to show how they're going to do that. If it's clear that they were never going to, and this was simply a way to get excitement and they had no substance, you know, they could be in a lot of trouble there. And then again, did the development team knowingly or negligently misrepresent the project? Whether this was by misrepresenting the project's aims, asset backing, or otherwise. And in some cases, it's going to be obvious that the development team never intended to actually pursue a project or that it didn't have the backing it claimed. However, the reality is that these things are often more nuanced, difficult to prove, and you may need to go the litigation route uh, in order to prove such things. As part of that litigation process, you and your legal team can secure records from the project and try and determine you know, what efforts they actually undertook or were in the process of undertaking to advance the project, what backing they actually had, right? These things aren't that difficult to determine. Did you have the gold bullion or did you not, right? Did you have a roadmap of how you're going to deliver, deliver what you said the token was going to do or did you not, right? So, but oftentimes you're going to need to get into that litigation process to find out those underlying, underlying records. Because otherwise the development team is just going to sit back and say, hey, we really wanted to do this, but you know what? A recession's around the corner, so you know it's not the time to do it. Or you know, we really started this project back in November of 2021 when things were great. Well, now it's 
uh, September of 2022, October of 2022, I guess, and things aren't looking as rosy. That's why we couldn't continue with the project. So you're really going to need to get those records, go through them with your legal team, and see if there's anything there that's going to let you, um, you know, take the position that this was always a scheme. There was never any substance to what was being alleged. Um, so what are the, some, some of the key takeaways from this? Well, first, and although this is an investing advice, before investing in a crypto project, do your due diligence. Do your own research on the development team. At minimum, if you know who the team is, you know who to pursue in the event of a fraudulent activity. Second, if you're caught in a pump and dump and know who the culprits are, you can potentially hold them accountable. If you can prove that, one, they misrepresented the aims or backing of the project, and or two, they never intended to deliver on their promises. And third, make sure you do your own research and aggressively verify all claims made by the development team. It's your money you're investing and you need to be sure that you understand the risks involved with your investment. If a token makes a claim and can't back it up or isn't forthcoming and showing you how it can back it up, tread carefully. So again, hopefully you'll never need to deal with the fallout of a pump and dump scheme. But if you are caught in one, I hope this provides some direction on how to proceed. This article is for entertainment purposes. It's not financial or legal advice. And if you are caught in a rug pull, pump and dump, uh, contact local legal counsel, uh, as there may be some timelines that apply to your claim. With that, that's everything I have today. Please like, comment, share. If there's any topics you'd like me to cover as it relates to Web3, crypto, and the law, please let me know, and I'm happy to do that. Have a great day. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Crypto Law Podcast. If you enjoyed it or found it informative, please like, comment, or share. And of course, if there's something you'd like us to discuss, please leave us a comment below or reach out to us on our email. Thank you again for listening, and we can't wait to bring you next week's episode.